my calculations are correct, when this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're gonna see some serious shit. It's Geek Stuff, TNG. What the fuck is a reboot? We're gonna be rolling out a lot of new things. Where the stars in this piece of shit? Oh, I am the sandwich. No one of consequence. You can find me on Xbox at Fat Dumbledore. <laughs> you know what keeps going through my head? Where's my sandwich? I am Monty. Excellent. You're crushing my soul and giving me a headache at the same time. There'll be food and drink and ghosts. Show me what you got. Is it too late to say that I, I kind of don't care for Star Wars? You can say that Dream. and find your way out the door. <laughs> the force is strong with this one. And I am Big Kev. Hail to the king, baby. Yo, that kid Monty is fired. I have Amigo Isis action figure. Ah, uh, mighty Isis. And here we Go. The devil went down to Georgia. He was looking for a soul to steal. He was in a bind because he's way behind and he's willing to make a deal. When he came upon this young man's song on the fiddle and playing it high. So I know you boys can't hear the music, but but I need to say that the music for this week will be in honor of Mr. Anabox of our lovely oh. Patreon. Oh, God, because that that was really the that was really the conversation today. We're just uh, silly, fun cover songs. You know he's gonna be calling. That's okay. We 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 chat on the Discord. We we. We value his input as it was. Right, sir? Right? Oh, yeah. Oh, no, I definitely value his input. By input, do you mean his Patreon fees? His, hey, stop that. That's not cool, man. <laughs> That's not cool. No, no, no. Just With all due respect, you know, like, if he says something, you know, I typically respond, especially if he's saying something about me. So. Oh, yeah, saying. whatever the hell that was. Whatever. Well, yeah, I know. Whatever the hell that was. Yeah, whatever that was. Well, I was like half a second. Nice and supportive. Nice and supportive. I got you, my friend. I got you. I got you. Uh, Boys, welcome to uh, episode 605 of Geek Stuff TNG. Um, 605. 605. The one we're going to just temporarily call because I want to put something in the prep sheet for once before the show starts. Uh, Debauchery at its finest because that was kind of the whole motif of us setting up for the show. Uh, say, shake your head. It's okay. It's just a tem- one request. It's a temporary title. That's all. That's and all. I'd like to point out when yes. I when Sandwich made a request of me, I instantly granted that request. Sandwich took him a minute and a half before he was mm-hmm. forgetting about my request. Yeah. So just putting I, that out I, there. I, I understand, but now I, we're at a point where I am. Honoring your request to the best of my abilities. I understand. I will be honest. I might I hope. Slip. I am not. I am not as as well trained and as uh, in touch with myself as you are, Kev. So I might slip up. But I hope well, you can forgive me for being a simple sandwich. Hmm. Yeah, like you know, Kev knows who Kev is. Kev does not question what oh, Kev you does. Know. Kev knows. Oh, you know, what Kev, Kev does. So you know, I as sandwich, I'm still traversing. But- Ways of life, so I, see. I might I, see. I might slip up every now so, and again. If I but I will do my best. If I understand this correctly, you're basically blaming this on your youth. 
Your lack That's of all I have control is based on your youth. Okay. I'm just asking because, you know, the converse of that, you know, from my position is, well, since I'm a little older than you, not much, a little bit. That's midget. Yeah, um, a little bit. I may, in my elderliness, I may, I may forget that I made <laughs> a promise to you to not discuss certain topics because grandmama is listening. So I'm just saying. Hi, Daddy. That's putting that out there. The the temporary title is sounding a little bit more permanent <laughs> with the way the, the show's going so far. So that's okay. I um, want to uh, take a moment to recognize uh, West Coast Scott, uh, who's joining us in the Petrayan chat room. And you know what? You know what's great about uh, the, the Petrayan feed this week? If I didn't say it already, I fixed that shit. No one's getting in now who shouldn't be here. Which means if you'd like to check out the show live and check out all the things that happen that lead up to what you're hearing, <clears throat> or at least, or at least whatever we put out live of it, uh, you want to go immediately over to geekstufftng.com, and you want to hit that Patreon link, and you want to sign up for the whatever tier it is that gives you access to this uh, debauchery. Well, for those tiers, uh, Mr. Big Kev, for uh, just a buck, you can get. Uh, um, access to our discord feed which was where i was saying like where we can do a little tech service kind of just chat amongst ourselves uh for three dollars a month you get the uh show a day and a half early which is now wednesday night and a sneak peek at the prep sheet for five dollars which really is just a night a lot of bang for your buck right there you get the weekend bonus show of mr sandwich and uh, occasionally i just drop in with a random kind of op eddy kind of uh uh, what's what's maybe ticking me off in, in the moment kind of show. Uh, <laughs> that's and, right. You you get the sandwich shop and friends. And friends, that's right. You also get a vintage show of ye old uh, Big Kev's geek stuff. Oh. And for $10 a month, the... the, the uh, the, creme de la creme. The creme de la creme, what's worth its weight in gold for 10 bucks. Access to uh, the live show on Instagram, um, which is... Like I, I mean, the title of the show is debauchery yes. at its finest, and that's kind of what it really just sums up right there. Um, yep. So yeah, and again, just to kind of emphasize, uh, you know, uh, a buck goes a long way when podcasting because uh, there's a lot of stuff that yeah. goes on behind the scenes. It's very much appreciated, and uh, you know, it, it goes to it goes to good use for sure. We should say that we should say that in the very near future, uh, there will be additional content rolling out for that top tier that will only be available to uh, the top, the top tier folks. I so like I like it. Yeah. Um, real, real quick, Dan, real quick comment. Stray away from uh, the Instagram live. Uh, I have a quick story. So during the week while I was working at the archives, me and my guys, uh, I was approached by a gentleman who told me that through Kevin, I now owe him uh, a hat and some other stuff. Flawless sixteen ninety uh, reached out to me. Uh, he came to the archive and he let me know that I owe him some shit now. Uh, part of my French because of my dear friend Kevin. <laughs> so I, I'm, I, you know, let, I mean, forgive me because I'm just the talent, but I have no idea what you're talking about. Well, see, if what? you go back to uh, the Chadwick's legacy episode, you called him a filthy interloper, Who? and then you said, 
that Moonlight I am interloper. Someone who is Flawless 1690, <laughs> a Patreon from the beginning, was oh, called a filthy interloper. <laughs> yeah. By uh, someone on the show. Did I say filthy interloper? Yeah. <laughs> Those were wow. word to word. Uh, so hey, I. Hey. Hey, uh, Minister Mayhem, you might want to pull that clip for future use if that's the case. If I actually use the term filthy interloper, that's a clip you should pull. It's, it'll go right here. It'll go so, right here in the show. <laughs> when you get that soundboard done, you can just play me saying filthy interloper oh, over like and that. over again. I like that. See? That's why I'm telling <laughs> anyway, you, mark it now. Go on. Sorry. So I called him a filthy interloper. Is it because he came so, through... Um, is, is you, it because he came through my personal? Yes, yes. You you accused him uh, of interloping, okay. although and he is do, not. And oh, did I say then he was able to get a hat from your hat collection? Yeah, yes. Okay, but instead, what we did is we, we we gave him a tour of the archive, and he walked away with a random prize, which you will find <laughs> out about when you come home. Wow. And with that, let's. Roll right That's into brilliant. what he's watched. This week. The, I believe Monty's got a couple of things he's watched this week. If the prize uh, was anything other than an empty box out of that archive, you'll be buried at that archive. I'm just letting you know now. Just saying. Did you, you really go. give him a tour of the archive? That would be kind of <laughs> Don't funny. pull back the curtain. Oh, yeah, I mean... No, 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 let's not pull back the curtain here. Let's not let's let's continue with the show, guys. Um, I'm, I'm just saying that was very generous of you. If that's the case, did you give him a hat? Because apparently, you know, we owed him a hat because that's what we said. So, <laughs> okay. what's that? You're freezing we'll up out. a little bit. All right, we'll figure okay. it out. So, I'm sure there's probably some news. There's some news. Let's um. I want to do the usual spiel about uh, what been what I've been watching this week. It's pretty pretty short too. Um, I want to just add that uh, watch the Muppets. I'm still watching it on Disney Plus, and it's really phenomenal. It's actually getting better since the first episode. It gets better and better. Uh, I'm I'm laughing at Bunsen and Beaker. I love the way they're kind of organizing these things with like uh, these little kind of vignettes that they're doing. Um, you but, mean like the Muppet Show? Well, it's Muppets now, though. On on. No, I know, I understand, but I mean, Muppet Show was kind of the, the yeah, same but way but it's like a new, it's like a new twist, and it's a little faster pace and everything. Oh, I see. I like it a lot. It's gotten every each episode. I think it's better and better. Um, also, there's the a show called uh, Earth to Ned, which is ironic because it's a show that my father uh, told me about. It's a Jim Henson production. I'm pretty sure it's a Jim Henson production. Rather, uh, an alien comes down to destroy Earth, but he likes it so much. And he loves our celebrities. He starts his own late night variety hour while trying to learn about Earth's culture and the celebrities. It's actually kind of adorable. It's a lot of fun for adults and for kids. So I check it out. And of course, continuing to watch The Boys, which is phenomenal. Yeah, yeah season two is really good. I, I wasn't sure what I was going to think about this new kind of format there that they're doing. You know the three initial episodes and one episode oh, yeah, a week no, after it's, that. It's awesome. I'm I'm digging now. I so far, I, this may change, but I'm hooked. I love the the layout that they're doing. Um, the first three episodes I thought were just phenomenal. The fourth episode, I'm not going to talk go into it, but I think it kind of sets up a lot of craziness for what's about to happen for the rest of the season here. Like that was a big pivotal episode. 
Yep. And they're just running on all cylinders already. It's fantastic. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I posted an article on our Facebook page, facebook.com backslash geekstufftng, uh, about the the woman who is playing Stormfront mm-hmm. apparently is not happy about the storyline for Stormfront, which kind of echoes her character a little bit, a little too much, I thought, yeah. so... I mean, so she weird. wasn't even in the comic, was she? It wasn't really a good. It wasn't really a article that it, said it was a nice stormfront, but it wasn't like yeah. Her. It's really like that. I mean, that's that's certainly one piece of disgruntled actor news. Who I think should, with all due respect, I think she should be happy about the fact that she's on a tremendous show like The Boys. And I think that you know, mm-hmm. complaining about she doesn't like the storyline, well, quit the gig. I mean, you know, you could... if you don't like what's happening at your job, quit the gig. Now, with all due respect, this isn't about like she's not, as far as I've heard, she's not being mistreated. It's nothing like that. She simply doesn't like the storyline, a la Catherine Heigl on uh, whatever that show was. The, 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 show. the hospital show yeah. that's really just a soap opera. I can't remember the name. Yeah. Um, not ER, because that's the good hospital show. Um, Grey's Anatomy? Grey's Anatomy. There very go. good sandwich, yeah. And, and she didn't like the storyline Grey's Anatomy, so she left. Okay, then go. You know, like, I mean, I don't, I don't see why, why it's an issue. Now, this is opposed to the Gina Carano story. Is that in the news? Um, I need to double check. So Gina Carano yeah. is an MMA fighter. She is in The Mandalorian. Oh, no, not that one. She's a Mandalorian's friend in the Mandalorian. She's mm-hmm. a former, former rebel, uh, like shock trooper, specialist, whatever she is. Well, apparently she's taken to Twitter and she's got a lot to say about the uh, LBGYQZ party, uh, not party, uh, 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 people. And she has a lot to say about trans people as well. And apparently... And she done pissed off a lot of people, um, like a lot of people. Okay. So there's like, I'm sure there's a petition, I, at least I heard, to get her off the show because nobody wants her on The Mandalorian. Okay. Which I thought was a really strange thing. I mean, I feel like she's entitled to her opinion. I don't agree with her opinion. And it does smack of kind of intolerance mm-hmm. more than smack. Um so yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of weird. Have you heard this too, Nick Sandwich? Have you heard? There's a lot of stuff going on with the Mandalorian season two. I've heard various aspects. I mean, I, I there's a lot. There's a lot of other stuff kind of going in the news. So I didn't get a chance to kind of like really flesh out Mandalorian. The and I don't know what the exact tweets are that you're talking about from Twitter. But the one thing mm. I mean, I will say at least with uh, Stormfront here is like. I've only seen it in articles. I haven't seen any video of her complaint, you know, right. venting or complaining. So no, there's yeah, there's been a couple of articles. So, but the context of it might have also been taken way out of proportion yeah, from what I it agree. was. So, especially in this, it's not like she's bashing a, a group yeah. or anything like that. She's just talking about right. her own character and herself, which I mean, I think that that's totally fair and right. Uh, I, I don't know exactly what the tweets are that you're referring to, other than uh, there are there are be, some. That may I mean, not I be good. You, I think if you Google it, you'll find them. But um, um, 
just thinking with the Mandalorian for a second, you know, there's a rumor out right now that Pedro Pascal, who is the Mandalorian, according to rumor, and this is all rumor, and we won't know anything until nearly the end of the year. Um, he, according to rumor, he quit the show in the middle of season two. Hmm. Like, that's the rumor going around, is that he quit the show. And that there were problems. He had a problem, like a, apparently a really big problem with somebody who's unidentified yet. He also apparently was complaining about having to wear the helmet all the time, even though that was a preset of the character before he took the role. Okay. Uh, and apparently there's all these things. And I, I honestly saw a rumor today that he quit in the middle of season two. And what's going to happen in the middle of season two is they're going to... The second half of season two apparently is going to be a lot of one-off stories that don't have to do with the Mandalorian. Uh, I mean, so, it, it, some uh, of that could be also be a little clickbaity at the same time. So yeah, no, I agree. And I, I and like I said, none of this stuff will be proven or not proven. I mean, uh, there are reputable websites who are carrying both the. Uh, the Gina story and the Pedro Pascal was really upset and difficult during the filming of season two. Those two things are from reputable websites. Okay. okay. But yeah, there's a lot of rumors and stuff floating around on websites that sometimes their stuff comes true. Yeah, the proportion sometimes is way stuff doesn't the come proportion true. is way off versus the yeah. quality. Uh, yes. there, there's a quantity uh, uh, issue and it's over a qu uh, quality. So yeah. And, and I totally agree with that, and I accept that. But I just thought it's really interesting um, to, to, to hear all of these things come out, you know, again, sort of right around the time that, you know, the first trailer drops, which, by the way, I don't know if you saw the first trailer. Did you see the let's trailer go, let's for go, Let's go into two? it. Let's go into it. Okay. That's on the prep sheet. And, uh, I thought it was terrible. Re okay, now, terrible. Uh, from, from someone who is a... Obviously, I'm not diehards like like everybody else who's on who's affiliated right. with this show. Yeah. From a passing uh, fan of the first season. Yeah. I mean, it made me want to watch it, and it, it it told me that the show is on time. You know, with all the COVID stuff that's been going right. on in general, and um, it would it it would it's enough for the passing fan to say at minimum, hey, renew your subscription come October. Uh, yeah, and you know what? And barely even that. It was basically a trailer that said, "Hey, guess what? The Mandalorian and Baby Yoda for which it's is fine. not his name. It's fine. Uh, they're back. That's basically what the trailer told me. But you know what? Here's the thing: I knew they were going to be back. Everyone on the planet knew they were going to be back. They didn't need a trailer showing the ship, the Mandalorian, the baby." basically no other characters was there anything given away in the voiceover no because it's basically stuff that was season one so re there wasn't even like there wasn't even and i'm very surprised at this there wasn't even a hook okay so you wanted so you're a little bit more upset that there wasn't any substance to the storyline in the trailer am i getting you correct not not even substance to the storyline because that's putting too fine a point on it okay other than they're back, they're coming back in October, there was no hook. There was nothing to be like, damn, I'm looking forward to that. Of course I'm looking forward to seeing the Mandalorian and the child again because that's the premise of the show. 
So I have that already. I, I don't need that. What I need is what's going to be exciting and different in season two. What, what am I going to see? And you know, they're fully aware of all the rumors and speculations about who and what is going to happen in season two. Mm -hmm. And, and they didn't give a hook. They showed a professional wrestler who is apparently playing some sort of role. Okay. And I can't remember her name, Sasha or something. And she's there. And then she kind of disappears. Like that's, that was, that's not a hook because I don't know who that care. And maybe I don't need to know the character necessarily, but then further into the trailer, the lights, you know, like you see baby Yoda kind of close his little, yeah, little you know, his little uh, crib thing that he floats around and he closes it. And we get 15 seconds of black screen where you hear fighting going on. Well, how is that drawing me in? They come back and there's what, and this is clearly not the same fight as was set up in the scenes preceding the blackout. Uh, and, and you see like one guy drop to the ground. It was really a bad trailer. Okay. It really was a bad trailer. Um, it did nothing to get me uh, uh, more psyched up for season two other than the fact that there's a season two. Okay. I'm going to play a little devil's advocate here and okay. say that you were not the target audience for this trailer because... If they didn't okay. release anything, you're going to watch The Mandalorian because yeah. not only do you care about the content, but you already know what day it's going to drop. You already yep. have a Disney Plus subscription. Yeah. So this trailer is really for everybody else to kind of just get excited, but not spoil anything. And I'm at the point personally where uh, I feel like there's been too many trailers lately that have spoiled uh, content, um, you know, just for an example, yeah. like I, I saw Bill and Ted a few weeks ago at the drive-in. Attention, the following information is considered spoiler material. And they, the way they emphasized in the trailer, the, the, the teaser was great, as I mentioned, but in the, the trailer, it mentioned about um, their daughters and their daughters played a pivotal role in terms of uh, you know, in the the climax of the movie, where they kind of spoiled everything uh, to a, a pretty decent degree from the trailer. So I'm okay if they kind of keep this, um, you know, uh, they make it more exciting than anything else. But you're not, they don't. Th I, that I wasn't for need, you. I didn't need a big story reveal. I needed, I needed just a hook, mm -hmm. just something. To, you know, to move me past the, I'm really excited about Mandalorian season two. I want it to be, I can't wait for the Mandalorian season two. And the trailer that I saw, I'm like, nah, okay, it's going to come out. That's cool. I'm glad there's a season two. You know, am, am I going to be itching and exciting and talking about the Mandalorian season two? Am I going to be discussing with my friends that incredible thing that's going to draw us all in to see what it is? No. Yeah, so but... I may not have been the target audience, mm -hmm. uh, Nick, but I think one of the smart things about The Mandalorian is that uh, what they did, at least in the first season, everybody was the target audience. Agreed with you there. So I'm kind of, that's kind of where I fall on it. I'm just kind of like, mm, okay, I needed more. I didn't get more. So I just didn't think it was a great trailer. That's all. No, and I, t and I totally understand. I, I also think that, 
again, going to that you're not the tar- target audience. Like you also, on top of it, know when the Star Wars uh, merchandise comes out from different right. vendors. On top of it, so I don't. I also don't think there's anything wrong with you know kids went back to school last week. The trailer right. dropped. So all of a sudden, maybe some people are thinking like, oh, maybe there's going to be something that's going to be um, Mandalorian related for the holidays that they're going to want to pick up. So I, I think, again, I think it actually kind of serves as a dual purpose for other folks rather than right. people like who are listening to the show and everybody that's associated yeah. with the show uh, right. for that reason. So I think it is what it is uh, in that retrospect. Um, yeah. So. I think that was like the big story of the week. The other one, which nope. Well, for the week, I think it's one of the big story of the week. Well, one of the big what? stories. I think the Wasn't other it? one is. Yeah, go ahead. I, I was going to move on. I was going to talk some video game consoles. Oh, didn't we? Didn't we talk about that last week? But we have the prices now for oh. for the PlayStation Five. Oh no, I didn't hear that yet. So this this news to me breaking news. We need a breaking news um, alert. I don't know if we have one. Um, PlayStation uh, no, we don't. Five, we <laughs> um, their um, console that is going that will include the disc drive will be right. five hundred dollars. So four ninety nine. Four ninety nine. Their digital ad- version will only be four hundred dollars. And again, the Xbox Series S, that little kind of mini version that we were talking about that I think is actually going to be good even for another year and a half or so will be $300. What's the Xbox with the disc? Is that the same price as the five? Same, same price, $499. So they're, they're right there, neck and neck. So that basically PlayStation up there only their digital only by a hundred over Xbox. Uh, it seems that way. Uh, it's a little bit of a bigger console, pretty for the most part, the same weight. Um, I, I'm not going to pretend like I know what the specs are, uh, by any stretch here. Um, right. It, it seems like the Xbox offers a little bit more in terms of, uh, you know, hardware and, and such, but, uh, I, I don't know if that means you're going to see a difference, uh, you know, while you're actually gaming. So take that as it were, um, I'm I'm so kind of curious, you know, you take these four, compare them to an, a PC that you can build. What makes more sense? That's kind of what I would want to know. And again, I'm not an expert on building PCs. Uh, I, I think, honestly, the <clears throat> depending on where they are in terms of the supply chain with everything that's happened with COVID, <clears throat> I think that the Switch and the Xbox Series S is just going to do gangbusters this year. Yeah. Uh, I, I still hold to it. Um also with PlayStation, we also got a handful of video games uh, of interest. The two that I think kind of fall into our realm. There's a whole bunch, I believe. Um, we have a Miles Morales gameplay footage uh, that was revealed. Uh, it it looks good. I mean, if you like the last game, you're going to like this game. It looks exactly the same in terms of the graphics. Uh, it looks like it has a lot of the controls and the, the, a lot of the options that it did before. There were a nice. few extra uh, moves with uh, 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 Miles. Um, Sandwich yeah. is just gone. He's gone. He's having some major tech issues. He was texting me before. Um, oh, he did? Yeah. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm going to pick it up. I- I'll get it for PS4. I'm not, there's no way in hell I'm getting a 5. Um, but it looks it looks good for what it, it is. Will it be available for the 4? I, I hope 
So I thought uh, it was going to oh, be. Oh, yeah, I wouldn't. Um, we'll see. I, I mean, wouldn't. Uh, just saying, that yeah, might well, be an issue well, for you. Either way, I'm not picking up a PS4, uh, 5 rather, for it. So uh, that, that, that doesn't matter. Uh, and also, there <laughs> is a, uh, a Hogwarts PS5 game uh, that looks like an open world Harry Potter game. Ooh. Which listen, that that's gonna be really appealing, I feel, for a lot of people. I like open people. world. I it looks if open it's world. Third person, if it's third person, even better. You know, and if you can create a character where it's someone like, you know, we can de age ourselves and make it look like we're uh, you know, fifteen years older in Sandwich's case, like, you know, a month and a half younger, uh it it's I think that's gonna kinda look a little cooler and a little bit more appealing for folks. Uh, if it's uh, you know you know when we play mm-hmm. uh, online, me, sandwich, cousin Dave, Mumbles, Uncle Eric, all the people that play with us online, mm-hmm. one of the rules for those games for both, um, well, not so much GTA, but definitely Red Dead is the character must look like you. No, that's a nice little kind of like so side if, note. Yeah, it's actually really interesting because I think, and many people have agreed that I really nailed mine. Like mine really looks like me a lot. Apparently you, uh, you um, need to send so that, that to me. I'll put that. I want like, a, I will. can you send a screenshot of your character? Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll figure out how to, I'll just take a photograph of my enormous TV and make that work. There you go. Um, but yeah, I could totally do that. Yeah. And then, and then I think, I, I don't know. I haven't seen sandwiches in a while, but I think sandwiches uh, character, I think does look, does look like him and and some of the other people do to varying degrees but none of them are at least from from my perspective none of them look as as like them as mine does to me so um i mean and going back to the video games i think that uh a good chunk of this is going to take come to um which games they have exclusive content for i mean with playstation uh as i've already obviously hinted i'm a big spider-man fan um, a big baseball fan, so I kind of like having those licensed games for the PlayStation. Um, you know, I, I don't have like that one franchise on Xbox that I would want to try out, especially because I'm not really much of like a, you know, like shoot 'em up kind of uh, yeah. games at the same time. I kind of like those critical thinking kind of games more than anything, right. personally. I mean, so there's that. But I, I still think that you're going to be able to get a great deal for that smaller Xbox and, and honestly a Switch at the same exact time. Um, so get Dom back in here. Uh, so it'll be interesting kind of how, At people, last. how people react. The PlayStation goes on sale. I believe it was November 10th. I want to say, yeah, we'll just, we'll pretend like it's November 10th, but, uh, I, I can't remember right now. I'm for PlayStation five too. Um, so yeah, it'll just be interesting kind of a, what the, uh, um, what the supply chain looks like and how hard it's going to be to get some of these consoles uh, at the exact same time because people are still kind of like fishing for for some fresh new content. So uh, who knows? Maybe people will just say, fuck it all. Uh, uh, damn, sorry, one for me. And just get some of these high-end uh, consoles uh, and just blow, blow the, the smaller ones out of the water. Who knows? Sandwich, we want to give you the opportunity to join the conversation now that you're able to make it back. We were just discussing the price uh, issues on the PlayStation. Do you have any thoughts to add on that? So I thought it was interesting that, you know, the digital version of the PlayStation 5 is going for 400 you know, the cheaper edition, whereas, you know, the Xbox is going for 300 I believe we said before. 
So I yeah, thought that was interesting. Yeah, yeah, because I figured, you know, the PlayStation having the advantage of knowing the Xbox prices, you know, maybe you lowball a little bit, or maybe you try to match them, but maybe they're so confident in their console because I feel like there's a lot more rabid PlayStation fans than there are rabid Xbox fans. So, hmm. you know, maybe they they're commit they think their fan base is committed enough where they'll, they'll they're not going to jump ship and go to Xbox because I feel like there's a lot more people who jump ship from Xbox than jump ship from PlayStation. I feel like PlayStation fans are, you know, they're they're committed to the the, the PlayStation. They're good at retaining a, their audience. As a That's legacy, just the thing. Yeah. I wonder. I wonder if there's any statistics to back that up, like units sold, uh, that kind of thing. Well, I don't know. Just curious because I know. For, I, I, know I always thought. Like, Oh. I always thought that they were pretty neck and neck, but giving the Xbox the edge. Maybe I'm wrong about that. Well, I know like in Japan, they sell like 10 PlayStations for every one Xbox. Mm-hmm. Like it's a okay. giant, the giant like uh, switch over. Because PlayStation has a lot of those like um, anime style and Japanese style games. Right. So, you know, they, they don't support those in Xbox or you know, Sony just gets the right to them. Right. So that's kind of a, a market that I feel like they've established. Like Kingdom Hearts is one of the biggest selling games of all time. And one of the po- most popular ones I've ever seen. And that's all uh, PlayStation up until the most recent edition that came out like a couple of years ago. So right. I think, you know, it's interesting that PlayStation, you know, like their expensive model, 500, same same as the uh, the Xbox. I looked at the uh, the hardware in it. I didn't see much difference, if any, honestly. So now it's going to come down to, you know, do you want to retain, you know, your PlayStation audience, or do you want to jump ship and try out Xbox? So right. we'll see where it goes. Comes November and the year after. There you go. There you go. Um, moving along, let's jump over to uh, Warner Brothers because uh, Jason Momoa kind of uh slamming slamming warner brothers uh, on the instagrams um Uh-oh. yeah so uh he called out uh the company saying uh this ish has to stop and needs to be looked at uh saying that ray fisher uh and other people who were working part of justice league were treated in a quote uh uh shitty way that that curse doesn't count um and that there needs to be an investigation to see how, um, you know, business is being conducted on the sets uh, of their movies. For someone like Jason Momoa, he's a pretty smart dude. So the fact that he's kind of calling out uh, Warner Brothers saying there needs to be a proper investigation, um, I think kind of says a whole lot, honestly, about some problems that are going on behind the scenes. Um, the way they you were know, treating the only- reshoots and other stuff. Right. My only my only question here is why haven't these guys said anything before now? Were they contractually obligated to keep their mouth shut? Because it sounds to me like they're just rolling through the people who are in this movie to talk about what a crappy experience it was making it while they try to get all of us to be excited about the goddamn Snyder cut. You know, and I just wonder I just wonder why it all comes out from their side now. I'm you know, wondering, like, I don't know. It just seems the timing seems suspect. That's you, all. you know what? I'm wondering if this is kind of what we talked about. Um, you know, I mean, there were other serious, pretty serious topics going on in the news. 
uh, over the last few weeks of people kind of revealing details. I, I wonder if kind of like they some of these actors feel safe in a way and they don't mind speaking their mind Maybe. in order to protect not not necessarily themselves, but like a, a group of other people. Uh, that maybe they, you know, in this case they've worked with or a certain minority in some aspect. Um, so maybe that's what it comes down to. They just feel comfortable coming out to speak about this very serious topic. Uh, and who knows really how deep uh, and how crazy things were behind the scenes um, uh, over there. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's kind of a rough situation. Um, Speaking be. of the Warner brothers and the Warner sister dot. I posted on our Facebook page a preview of the brand new Animaniacs series that's going to come to Netflix. That was going to be one of the next two stories. Uh, Hulu. Oh, Hulu. I jumped ahead. So, yeah, it looked cute. Great to see all those voice talents, uh, including friend of the show Rob Paulson, uh, getting back into those characters. Mm -hmm. Double duty for Rob because he does yakko warner and he also does pinky from pinky in the brain who is also coming back it would mm -hmm. seem um and maurice lamarche who does the brain i do not remember the name of the people who do uh wacko and dot so i apologize jesse jesse somebody does wacko and uh uh, I can't remember the name of the lady that does that, but they showed all of them recording new lines. Jess Harnell um, and Tress. That's it. Jess McNeil. Harnell and Tress McNeil. Yeah, right. Go. Tress McNeil. Thank you. Or in French, Tres McNeil. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so that was really cute and exciting. Yeah. Bit of a throwback. They, they, uh, they I guess, previewed some of the time-lapse jokes mm -hmm. you know like for example wacko goes i hope my hootie and the blowfish album is done downloading from napster two things that i don't know if uh dom knows about to be honest with you dom do you hootie understand and the hootie? blowfish and napster yeah i, don't, I know the I, first i i have heard of Hootie and the Blowfish. Napster <laughs> sounds like a, a knockoff LimeWire of some sort. Knockoff Lime, actually, quite the other knock way around. Knockoff so. of LimeWire, very good, very good. LimeWire was the untraceable version of Napster. Oh. oh yeah, good job. It was it was when it was worth giving your uh, computer an STD so you can try to download uh, an album that you didn't want to pay for. Um, there you go. Yeah. So, uh, and I will say that that show alone is the reason why I'm going to continue my Hulu subscription going uh, going further. So, uh, is it Hulu or is it Netflix? It's Hulu, sir. It's Hulu. It's, oh, it's on Hulu. Hulu. Oh, okay. Yep. Okay. Um, it's worth pointing out that uh, also another show that I'm going to be looking forward to. It was announced, I believe, today, September 30th. Uh, we're going to get a one hour special from South Park, as called uh, the Pandemic Special. Oh, I mean, let's be honest. There's too much. I don't know if you want to call it gold or um. Well put, <laughs> right word. There is too much gold to ignore. Uh, I mean, South Park is the one who's just going to be able to put everything in perspective properly for for 2020. Listen, listen South Park has been doing brilliant, intelligent social commentary. For like almost since the beginning, I would say almost since like season two. I mean, they did a little of it in season one. They kind of did more of it in season two. 
But by several seasons in, you know, not even that many in, they are brilliantly doing social commentary. Yeah. And they, they do it. And nobody does it as brilliant, I don't think. You know, and I think it's one of the strengths of South Park. You know, I try to get people to watch South Park, not because it's about a bunch of, of fourth or fifth graders, whatever they are, uh, uh, you know, who are act like actual fourth and fifth graders, you know, mostly. Mm -hmm. um, it, it's about the social commentary and about their take on social issues, which I think is just really brilliant. I totally agree with you. I think it's yeah. better than the... Uh... You know, if you're into the comedy late night shows, um, you know, the political shows, uh, I mean, I, I don't see why you wouldn't watch South Park then if that's the case, because obviously those shows True. are yeah. super popular uh, at yeah. the same time. There's a, there's like two, maybe three stories I just want to hit on really quickly before we go to break, guys, because we're running just a smidge long right now. Um, Chris Hemsworth confirms uh, that Thor Love and Thunder won't be his last MCU appearance. Correct. Which I think we kind of had a feeling. I mean, he said he wanted to keep going for as long as Marvel was going to yeah, let him go. Yeah, do it as long as they ask him. Yeah. Which, who is the only person to have said that of the major characters of the MCU. Yeah, so fine with that. Um, right. Sam Elliott joins Family Guy to secede uh, Adam West as mayor. I think that's actually. <laughs> I think that's a great choice. You know, if you're gonna, that is really funny. You know, they're not so Thanks. much. They're you know swapping the characters out and everything. I'm not a big Family Guy fan, but I think it's perfect, and I think Sam Elliott would be great. Um, and also, uh, Marvel is going to honor the passing of Chadwick Boseman. Uh, for comics released on September 23rd, they're going to do a Rest in Power. Um, uh, black label off the on the top of their comic books uh, for his oh, nice. unfortunate passing, kind of like the same way they did with Stan Lee that they did for the uh, which was a full yeah. month uh, as a tribute. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, there's like a one page, um, you know, kind of thoughts on on Chadwick and everything and what he did, uh, you know, the impact that he's had and what he's done for the MCU at the same time. Um, so that'll be a, that's a nice little nod when they kind of have those banners. Um, granted it's not often and you know, it's nice that fact that they're not often, but I think it's a little nice little nod in the comic books, uh, to kind of just, uh, reflect on someone. So good job there. There, there was one piece of news. I want to make sure that we get in What's and that? it's basically all the announcements about the walking dead universe of shows that did you see any of that news? No. Uh, no, a season 10 finale will be, I think it's November 4th. And that will be uh, the end of season 10. And then there will be an expanded season 11, which I can't remember the number of episodes. It's a, it's, it's a bunch of episodes. It's actually going to take it into, I think, the early part of 22. I think. Something like that. Yeah, we, we announced that part last week. Yeah. And, um, but it's also going to be, that date is also going to be uh, when the new show walking dead i think it's called the world beyond okay which i think is a really interesting concept about a bunch of kids who have never known a world without zombies mm -hmm. and they're going on some sort of journey so that looked really interesting as well and then the other bit was uh, according to rumor the cinematic movie they were going to make with andrew lincoln is apparently either scrapped or somehow being worked into tv uh, because they feel like I, I really think now that they've announced the end that they're going to try to get Andrew Lincoln back in 
before the series wraps up. Okay. All, and apparently all the living characters who haven't been around in a while, if you watch the show, that would be people like Maggie, Michonne, uh, Rick. Those mm -hmm. people who have been missing or gone for a while, apparently they're all going to have their stories wrapped up in one way or another. Okay. Um, so I think that's really great. Uh, I, I think that's exciting news. Fear the Walking Dead apparently will continue, although I desperately tried to get into it. And I, I just haven't been able to really do so. I'm hoping the new show will be better. And I think there's even another, there might be even another TV series in the works. So that Walking Dead universe, even though the main show is going to, oh yes, the, I'm sorry, the other spinoff, I don't think we mentioned this last week. It will be Daryl and Carol, if you know who those characters are. Apparently, they're mm -hmm. going to spin them off into their own series uh, after the uh, that that spinoff will be set up in that final season. Okay. Of uh, of the regular Walking Dead show, so that's the other spinoff. Um, yeah, I mean the Walking Dead series of uh, universe, if you will, not going anywhere. I for one am happy about it. I think they do a great job on that show. Not a big fan of Fear, as I mentioned. Looking very much forward to the new show and the spinoff. Um, just to see what they're going to do. Uh, so, yeah. I will so say that... Walk, uh, the Walking Dead news. Uh, you know, I, I was never able to get into the show, like I said, but uh, finishing up the comics, um, I love the way... I really like the way they ended the series. I love the way they kind of surprised everybody, even though I know a lot of shops didn't appreciate it. Uh, but I do love the way Robert Kirkman just had a kind of like goodbye letter uh, at the end of the book, kind of explaining his thought process to the series um, and how he kind of like his approach to the writing, which I, I love that. Yeah. The, that was one of my favorite parts of honestly walking dead was also how uh, Kirkman just uh, um, had his response, like let answered letters or just kind of talked to the yeah. audience of the book. So which, you know, it's very yeah. old school. A lot of, I feel like uh, the, the kids don't appreciate that, but you know what? I, I know uh, someone like Kevin, I, uh, do because it's kind of like the behind the scenes of the book. So uh, yeah, good stuff all around there. For... Let's let's be honest too. That book could have gone on forever. He's a great writer. Oh yeah. oh yeah, those characters. You know, we could just keep following those characters on and on and on through the book. Uh, you know, and, and they could have they could have gone on indefinitely. I thought it was um, going to go to he... at least three hundred issues. I think it was what one ninety seven, something like that. I don't know. Um, but good stuff Don't all remember. around. Yeah, it's and it's always worth uh, worth if you're always kind of hesitant. Uh, go Comicsology; they always have ninety nine cent sales, and they're going to do Black Friday stuff for sure. That's well, and also if you're looking to get into the book, the other thing you may want to consider. I think we mentioned this recently mm -hmm. is that they're going to start reissuing all those issues in color. Yes, that's right. I forgot yes. about that. So, yeah. So there's that. I'll look nice for no, the I, I kind of like it in black and white. Oh, well, I, I'm not against the color. Too. I think, yeah. uh, is it Charlie Allard? Is that his name? Wasn't, the he, the, was, wasn't he the first artist? Uh, like the he's first been the years? artist throughout. Okay, I'm mixing up the artist that did like the first seven issues. I think he was the artist. That, I think he's done them all, hasn't he? Or no, did no, they no, no, no. There was, they, they switched artists because there was a whole legal battle after about the first seven oh. issues or, or, or so. If I'm, I believe I'm unaware of this. Yeah, there's this whole drama, and oh. the stories have changed over time. I feel a little bit so it's okay. something where you need like a, a a dot plot or something like that to kind of right. uh, see where they stand. Oh, interesting. I'm I'm not aware of that. I'll have to look that up. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, really good stuff there. And well, whoever the artist is, I think he's the, the bulk of it anyway. I think has been really great 
And yeah. yeah, I agree. I mean, he's done such a fabulous job in black and white. I'm interested to see what the color ones are going to look like. That's, uh, you know, I'm not killing myself to get them or anything. That was always one of those things I appreciated so much about The Walking Dead. Besides the part that like kind of put itself apart from other comics for me was, you know, yeah, it's zombies and it's still that kind of science fiction. But the black and white and just the way that it still had so much like emotion and mm-hmm. like yeah. the blood splatter was still like a gory scene, even though it's in black and white. I'm gonna right. like made it worse than it was in black and white mm-hmm. that you, you know. Well, I mean, I, I yeah, I, I'm a fan of it because like you know, it always has that kind of indie comic vibe when whenever you have yeah. black and white. Uh, and well, again, you know, for for me, I, and I'm just speaking for myself here. Like when it comes to classic horror, when it comes to you know, Night of the Living Dead, that movie you know which really introduced zombies, uh, was in black and white. So for me, it kind of feels natural for the fact that that storyline was in black and white. What were you going to say, Kev? No, nothing. That's it. Okay. Uh, sir, why don't you uh, take us to break right now? Because we're a little heavy on time. All right, Mr. Mayhem, Mr. Sandwich. With that, we will take our first and only break on this episode of Geek Stuff TNG, episode 605, something about sandwiches debauchery. There you go. After these messages, we'll be right back. Yeah. Hey Geek Stuff listeners, it's West Coast Scott here. Did you know I do a podcast with my lovely wife? Say hi, Brittany. Hi. Tell them about our podcast. We do a weekly podcast where we talk about travel, conventions, Disneyland, and our growing family. It's called the PieCast because we got married on Pie Day, and it's available wherever you find your podcasts. You can also follow us on social media. At Pie Day Family. And my new Twitter handle is at Pie Day Scott. Check us out. I'm James Hatton. And I'm Podcast Rob. And we're the Something Something Cast. We're a pop culture podcast that chats about movies, comics, TV, music, video games, and a whole lot more. Check us out at our home at somethingcast.com. And also on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and other fine podcatchers as well. Proud members of Hashtag Pottern Family and ACPN, the art, comedy, and pop culture podcast network. Build your own X-Wing. Skywalker's legendary Red 5 Starfighter from the Star Wars Saga. The X-Wing is recreated in stunning detail in a massive 1 to 18 scale and comes complete with remote activated working lights, R2-D2 motorized wings, removable hyperdrive opening cockpit, and a magazine full of fascinating facts, plus an amazing step-by-step assembly guide. You will also receive a free binder, power pack, and bookends model space. Hey, this is Rob Paulson, better known as Pinky, and Maurice LaMarche, better known as The Brain. Yes, and you are listening to Big Kev's Geek Stuff. <laughs> no. Quiet, Pinky, I shall have to hurt you. They're Pinky and the Brain, 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 Brain. Narf. Live from Studio M, the Sandwich Shop, and Big Kefuna Studios, it's Geek Stuff TNG. During our commercial break, you heard from our amazing sponsor, BuildXWing.com. This model is a 118th scale, making it the only fully scaled, fully detailed X-Wing ever made for use with your 3 3 quarter Star Wars action figures. This X-Wing features many amazing details, like the proton torpedo bay, working engine lights, and a lighted bar to D2. You can add your own boops, bobs, and beeps. 
the S-foils open into attack position, the laser cannons simulate firing, and the engine lights power up, all by remote control. We recommend you take them up on their do-do-do-do-do-do premium offer. You get 118th scale hangar accessories to create a detailed display of your X-Wing, including crates, tanks, personnel transporter, landing lamps, fuel pump, ladder, as well as several static figures, including ground crew members and even Luke Skywalker himself. When you sign up for your subscription each month, in addition to the parts of the model, you'll get four full-color magazines featuring instructions for the parts you received, fascinating articles about the original models used in the movies, and more. You can collect these great source materials in a free binder, which you receive as part of your subscription. As a fan of collectibles, you may see models like this online or at shows or conventions, and I don't need to tell you the price tag can be quite high. The genius of this system is that you're paying a little each month as well as having fun putting it together yourself. You can check out more info over at buildxwing.com or reach them by phone at 877-544-6779. Check them out today. Now we have uh, some a little bit of product that we're going to hit on uh, before we close out here. Uh, there's a new uh, Dungeons & Dragons book that uh, you kids are super excited about right now. Oh, yeah. Which uh, yeah. in the, the group text chain, I was uh, held victim of just watching, uh, making sure Kev got his special cover uh, on. So, uh, which, which Goddamn right. Yeah. So, Don, why don't you uh, listen, talk to us? Listen yeah, to yeah. me. No, you listen to me with your little comments. <laughs> Sandwich only has 37 jobs. 37. Mm -hmm. And this is one of them. So, <laughs> I'm just saying. Make sure you get that old to the cover book. 37 yeah. responsibilities, and this is one of them. What Make do you, sure I get special covers. What do you got for a sandwich? Did we lose him? I he's just frozen there I, with that. I, I I am definitely frozen. There you are. I, I did oh, not put my laptop on airplane mode. Uh, somehow. Um, no, I would never do that. There I you. know how technology works. Can you hear oh. us? Can you hear us now, Dom? I can hear everything. Beautiful. Yeah. Can you hear me now? So, <laughs> I want earlier, to Yeah. I just want to point this out, Nick. No, no, Nick. Earlier, uh, somebody defended you when I said it's probably your fault. And someone, I don't want to mention names, uh, Nicholas Monty Mayhem, uh, I <laughs> uh, uh, defended you as it not being your fault. So, I'm just saying. Just pointing that out. I'm sorry. Go ahead, please. All right. So I'm going to try to display it as best I can here. Special nice. cover. This is the special cover uh, for the newest D&D book. Came out uh, September 15th. As I was going to say yesterday, but if you're listening to it in the future, yesterday will mean nothing. Well, they'll but definitely September listen to it in the future. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, Icewind Dale, Rhyme of the Frost Maiden. A little interesting of a name. Just want to say off the rip. Uh, spelling's a little funny. But anyways, this is a beautiful book. So I want to start by saying this is not a source book. I repeat, this is not a source book. This is a campaign module. Oh, did we think this was a source book? I was under the impression, honestly, that this was oh, a source book. I think that I was my, also. That was my apology. This is a module um, that you can run. Book. Yeah, a, a campaign book. Right, right. Uh, you, you can start this out at, as level one characters, 
Although there are options for level five characters if you want to start at a little bit of a higher level. Nice. Um, this is a really I really like this book a lot. It brings a lot of interesting things into D and D. Running this campaign, and I think if you also want to run, you know, sessions, you know, not in the D and D world, but in a snowy landscape, it brings a lot of interesting things. Some highlights I'm going to give to you. There's you know blizzards that have like stats. You know, built so weather, weather, weather effects. Yeah, weather effects, avalanches. Uh-huh. You know, just a lot of interesting. There's a lot of interesting little things for, you know. Oh, your party is in extreme cold. Well, what does that mean? Oh, you know, your fires go out. You can't get a proper long rest. You know, it adds a lot of things. I like to describe it as kind of hard mode. It can add hard mode to a campaign where, hey guys, you can't just walk through you know, a frozen tundra and then make camp in the middle of nowhere. You're not going to start a fire. You're not going to get a good night's sleep because you're just basically sleeping outside. You know, you have to kind of forage for food and you have to find good places to rest. It makes sense. Nice. What other highlights? A lot of interesting, you know, obviously this is a frozen uh, campaign. A lot of interesting monsters. Uh, The main enemy of this campaign is like a lesser god. Uh, I, as a guy who plays video games, am a huge fan of bosses or uh, big bad evil guys who have phases. So there's like three forms to this boss at the end. Slight spoiler. Is one of the forms called Elsa? Uh, let it go. Let it go. That's copyrighted material. Let it go. Material. <laughs> Hasbro, uh, by the way, who owns Wizards of the Coast, also has a Disney license. So. Huh. Just saying, they could have done some stuff. You know what? One of them, I guess you could stretch it to be Elsa if you really felt like it. I wouldn't oh. stop you. <laughs> um, And, you know, with these books, these uh, campaign books, it's still a lot of content that you can use for your homebrews, for your at-home games. You don't have to run the module as written. With that said, though, without getting any spoils away, it's a beautifully written module. I've read a decent way into it because you know I kind of like this stuff. Uh, the enemies they give you, very different, very interesting. A highlight for me, because I just like dragons, there's a dragon with radiant breath. So that's like sun damage. That's cool to me. You know, new that's stuff. Like, that's like that's like you after that trip we took to Mr. Burrito. Wow. Oh, yeah. That was, we don't talk, that's a whole campaign in itself. That was we a horrible one shot. Both Sandwich and I had radiant something. Yes, yes. Horrible. Breath would be part of it. Yes. Yeah. Uh, And just, you know, Wizard of the Coast knocking out of the park, you know, cover of the book aside, which the cover is beautiful. I'd like to highlight this cover is gorgeous, as all the special edition covers are. You know, it's an excellent story. It's a great campaign to run for, even if it's, you know, new people, you know, the, the experience of walking through, you know, the frozen tundra and you see a monster off in the distance, do you pursue the monster or do you follow through with, you know, the campaign and what's going on? It There's so much content that it already has in this book. You could play this thing forever. Hmm. It's fantastic. West, West Coast Scout would like you to hold the book up so that people can see it. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought I was, I didn't know if I had done that before. Yeah. Nice. I, I will post like owl head with ram ears. That's exactly what it almost or is. Ram horns, rather. Ears, idiot. <laughs> uh, small spoiler alert. Uh, you might have to fight this thing later. Oh. Rot-row. Exciting. Rot-row, raggy. 
you got a page count and a price on that uh, book. I'm assuming here, and you'll correct me if I'm wrong, Mr. Sandwich, yes. that it is chock full of full color illustrations, maps yeah. and charts yes. and all sorts of things that these books are oh, yeah. now famous for. Oh, yeah. So uh, it's got about 319 pages. Runs about wow. fifty bucks, forty nine ninety five. Uh, it's got one it's of these right tear campaign book, tear away map things. I don't take these out because I like them in the book, but there's a yes. map you could take out of the book. Yeah, I, also, I don't. Yeah, there's 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 a there's a level there that you know, like it's it's I I I wonder who crosses that line. Yeah. I'll cross that line because I will get both the special edition and the regular edition. And I will take exactly. it out of the regular edition exactly and leave that. it in the special edition. So that's how I solve that problem. You have a problem, yes. sir. <laughs> problem solver. Oh, okay, sir, okay. I am okay. problem solver. Um, like I said, beautiful illustration. I'm, I've always been a fan of – I've always wanted to run a campaign. I don't know why in like essentially like the middle of nowhere ice cold stuff. Because I just think it's an interesting change of pace than wandering through a forest for the hundredth time, you know? Yeah, I agree. And, you know, like so many people just have sort of this idyllic sort of Renaissance fair setting in their head uh, uh, for most D&D games that when you when you present them with something like this, sometimes their wiring just shorts because they're like, wait, how does that? I don't understand ice and snow and how it would work with characters. I think a lot of people I, I think people kind of get that way, too, with stuff like Eberron. Uh, you know, because the use of magic and things like that is a bit different. I think when you kind of veer away from sort of that, uh, sort of that, uh, what's the right word? Stereotypical, if you will, sort of D&D setting world kind of situation. I think some people get a little like short circuited about that. But I'm really excited. I'm really excited to read this because I'm I'm interested, like sandwiches, I'm interested in seeing... I'm interested in seeing always when they put out these campaign books, what are the, what are the broader game takeaways? And mm -hmm. it looks like this one is in addition to the usual in campaign book, you'll get new sort of monsters and things uh, mm -hmm. and the information about them. But it seems like this one, they may have also put a focus on some weather effects, particularly oh, yeah. cold ones. I'm guessing there's some equipment additions. Yeah, there's, well, there's equipment uh, additions. Mm -hmm. There's even like, I don't say it's a mini game, but like fishing. There's yeah, fishing like, right. for food. That's fan and there's there's they've hashed out already. There's saves that got to be made. Do you right. catch a fish? You need to catch a fish, or else you're gonna starve. So then you got to fish for a couple hours, right. and you're wasting it. There's a whole it's chock full of information. And one of my favorite parts about this book and books we have going forward is, you know, they're really expanding where you can take your D and D campaign, the settings that you can have. And right. they're just, they got Eberron, you know, you have that steampunk kind descent into Avernus, Avernus, however you want to pronounce it. I kind of butchered a little bit where well, you got a I hellscape. And, right. My apologies. You got a hellscape oh, no. and you're basically in Mad Max. You got Icewind Dale or you're in the middle of the frozen <laughs> tundra chasing after Yetis. There's so much stuff that we have now. The limits of, D and D are getting expanded and expanded as we go on. It's it's beautiful. What's and really, since we're in the oh sorry, I'll let you go. No, no, no. I'm just saying like what what sounds really cool is like two aspects really. I, I my like my big two takeaways is I remember Kev a while back saying how a lot of these books are kind of just 
geared towards beginners or, or someone who's just kind of starting a new campaign in general. This sounds right, like rightfully a, so. This sounds like a book that it's kind of tailored to for more for like the two of you guys. Uh, where where you're looking for something that's a challenge and is also different at the same time, uh, mm -hmm. you know. So that's like a nice kind of way to shake things up for you guys, uh, for for games. And it also I think just shows uh, for Wizards of the Coast. Uh, I kind of give them credit for the fact that uh, you know they're they're taking the steps to make sure you know they're not just worried about new customers. They're they're also concentrating on retaining. Uh, players such as yourselves to make sure that you're still buying the products, you're still getting in, in, involved in the property, uh, right? And, and it's keeping your interest, you know, which which a lot of people, a lot of businesses, companies, however you want to put it, uh, kind of forget about the retaining aspect. So, um, I mean, it sounds like it's it's a, you know, new new players like myself. There's been a lot of content that's like uh, overwhelming, over the top, right? But this sounds like something that's made specifically for someone of your caliber, for the two of you, um, and and that's the right move that they they it looks like something that's I don't want to say it's overdue, but it sounds like the right move to make right now. Just a quick comment on that, what you said, Nick. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, and the reason that I feel that they do that is because there's such an influx of people right now that are trying it for the first time that they want to make sure that there is an abundance of content for those newer people, those one to, let's say, level 10. On the flip side, though, and, and Sandwich can speak to this, you have DMs who hand out experience like candy. <laughs> so you have games that, take characters from one to 25 uh, or higher inside of a book like Iceland Vale, you know, like, yeah. you know, which I'm sure is not intended for 25 levels worth of play. But being that you have some DMs who are just like, uh, oh, you tied your shoe. Here's 200 experience. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, I mean, that's the kind of, you know, I think that's something that they have to deal with as well is is there's both. And then there's the opposite end as well. You know, you could take characters from level one through level five just using the Iceland Vale book where, you know, where maybe you're a really hard experienced guy like, uh, oh, you just slayed. What was the dragon that you liked with the bad breath? Uh, oh, you just slayed that dragon. Here's six experience points. <laughs> so... You know, like that's that's harsh. Yeah. You know, that's like a harsh grading system there uh, about your performance or about your your players, characters performance. So, yeah, I think they have to account for all of those things when they're um, when they're putting out content and when they're kind of leveling that content. But you're right, though. It's very heavily focused on new people coming in, because with all due respect, the influx hasn't stopped. And it's been what? Three years now since fifth edition. It's got to be close to that, right, Sandwich? Three, three and a half, maybe I think years, so. something like that. Something like that. I, it's got to be. Um, it's got to be at yeah. least three, I would think. But, but that's that's kind of and, and and again, I like what I what I'm gonna like about this book is the fact that one, uh, that they um, you know, you know that it's a that it's a campaign and it's something that you can stretch out for as long as you want or need to have it. Mm -hmm. But two, the thing I like about the the campaign books and why I think they are essential reading is because they do contain so much content for the broader game. 
You know, these are rules and things that you need to know or you'll want to know or equipment that you'll need to have, like Sandwich Head for your homebrew games. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like those sorts of things are really important. And, yeah, I think it's great that this is the way that they're doing it. You're getting like a two for one deal. You're getting a partial. Um, uh, you're, you're getting in part, you're getting a, a campaign book. And the other part, you're getting a, a, a source book in a sense. So it's a kind of a two for one. And at 300 and whatever he said, 320 pages at 50 bucks, that's a great deal. You know, modules used to be $12, $15. And, you know, in order to get as much content as one of these books, I mean, you're talking, I don't even know, probably six, seven, eight modules. So if you do the math versus old school uh, um, sort of old school moduling system. I think this is a better deal. Cool. You're also getting full color art, charts, all the stuff, and it's a hardcover book. It's something you like to have in your in your gaming library. So yeah, I just think it's a great. I just think, I think Wizards is really is really keeping pace with the fact that they have a property that's really hot. They're not screwing with it. Mm-hmm. They're not trying to mess it up. You know, they're not like, um, right, we're going to try something here and we're going to flip it on its head. They're not doing any dumb shit like that. So yeah. bravo. I think it's a really, I'm really looking forward to reading this book now. So well, sounds like I want to say something real, real yeah, quick before we, I just saw this. I didn't even realize they even have credits for books that inspired like text that inspired this book. Yeah. Like cites it. Like from like ninety five two thousand like they're citing all bunches of D and D, yeah, as inspirations for this book, which I think yeah. that's incredible too. I didn't even realize they do that. Maybe I look, missed that. Look in your other books. Look, they do that. I just, look in your I other books. That. Yeah, because a lot of a lot of the five E stuff, it you know they do cite some of that source material and some of that inspirational material. So check your other books in the same spot. I think you'll see the same thing. I think you'll see that sort of inspirational, uh, hmm. inspirational source material stuff uh, in your other books as well. So, there you go. Nice win. Uh, there you go. All around there, uh, boys. Let's start wrapping things up. You can catch us okay. each and every week at Geekstuff TNG on uh, the interwebs at GeekstuffTNG.com. You can check us out Geekstuff TNG at uh, Facebook, Instagram, on Twitter. Uh, you can find me online as Monty's Mayhem, M-O-N-T-E-S-M-A-Y-H-E-M, on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, uh, the YouTubes, and uh, yeah. And a personal request, if you guys can do me the favor and leave a nice little positive review on the iTunes, that's very helpful yes. for the show. And frankly, that can be my birthday gift from you guys. I'm just saying, that'd be swell. Make it happen, please. <laughs> And thank this you. is a very special birthday for Monty as well. It's turning the big five zero, so you want to make sure and give him the big five zero on the review. Yeah, I'm uh, also getting my AARP card and everything. It's it's going to be a big day. It's going to be a big weekend and everything. Uh, big Kev, what <laughs> uh, what is your uh, your social media stuff, sir? Uh, you can find me in the Xbox One network probably this afternoon, bringing Law and Order to a lawless West. Uh, hopefully, uh, special guest star sandwich will appear. Um, and, uh, the other usual suspects, cousin Dave mumbles, uncle Eric, all, all the people. If you've, uh, if you've ever played with us online, that you'll know who these characters are. 
Uh, and uh, that's at Big Kev GS. And then uh, everywhere else, I think, is BK Geek Stuff, I believe. It's phenomenal. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, yeah sandwich. Check, check those things out. Do we lose Sandwich? Just uh, like right at Instagram, Xbox One Network. Oh, hi. <laughs> Am I here? Oh, you're there, buddy. Do Can it I one more heard? time. There please. you are. One more there time. Yep, go ahead. Okay. 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 You're going to meet at Xbox <laughs> Instagram at Fat Dumbledore. F A T D O M B L E D O R E. Fat Dumbledore. How's that? Phenomenal. Yep. Uh, and with that, Big Kev. With that, <laughs> before uh, we do that, Mr. Monte, I want to make sure that we announce that next week. What? What? What, what was the laughter? What did I do? I think that was just his massive delay oh. and everything. Go ahead. Oh, I see. Um, uh, I, I, we want to make sure that we announce that next week, next week will be the official start of Tell a Friend, the Tell a Friend uh, uh, promotion here on Geek Stuff TNG. Uh, we're going to have some prizes. We're going to have uh, some special things. We'll give you all those details next week. So, uh, be prepared. Start getting uh, your friends ready, uh, and we'll talk all about that next week. That's going to be a big focus next week. So, yeah, fun so times. Remember that. And with that, yeah. <laughs> Mister Mayhem, Mister Sandwich, we will bring this episode of Geek Stuff TNG to a close. Episode six hundred and five. What do we end up calling it? Uh, debauchery at its finest. Debauchery at its finest. I guess. Uh, the way we end some shows by saying good night, OG, wherever you are. And on that note, we cue the music. Now it's time for our wrap up. Let's give it everything we've got. Ready? Begin. Artificial amateurs aren't at all amazing. Analytically, I sort and animate things. Broken barriers founded by the Bombie. Building to broken, basically, I'm bombarding. Casually, create catastrophes, casualties, canceling. Cats got their canopies collapsing. Detonated time of day, daily doing dull. Demonstraciones done data on the Delmo. Eating other editors with each and every energetic, epileptic episode. Elevated etiquette. Furious, fat, fabulous, fantastic. Worries of funk felt feeding the fanatics. If God great, global goods gone glorious. Get godly in his game with the glorious. Hit him high, hell hype, historical. Hey, Holocaust hymns, hear him holler at your homeboy. Imitate his idolize, I intimidate. In an instant, I'll rise in an irate state. Juiced on my jams like Jericho's jogging joints. Just late's just me riding my journals. Kindly I'm kindling all kinds of ink on. Credit kick type wits in my kingdom. You may live a long life, let me lustus. Learn I'm lustus, just loosen my liberty. Mon mind makes marvelous moves, masses. Marvel and move, many mock what a master. Not just not knowing I'm nice naturally. Knock never luck, make noise nationally. Operation, opposition, off not optional. Out of sight, out of mind, what? Beaming articles. Perfected column, powerful punchlines. Pummeling petty patted pops in my prime. What quite quotes keep quiet as quantum. The crawl is a god of what break got up. Really? Raps, rising up rapidly, riding the Russian radioactivity. Super scientific, sort sought, sought, seeing super far steps are soft. Tail set type sound, it's too tough. Take that charge and get it tuned up. Universal, unique, untouched. Unadulterated, the raw, uncut. Red vice void, victorious, valid. Violet vibes that are made, big finish. Whoa, whoa, well, what a wise wordsmith just weave it up, words, weed it up on my workshop. Xerox, max, pretty ancient, 
Yas, yesterday's lanyard, sale I yawn. Zigzag zombies, zoom into the scene, it's zero and zen thoughts, over zealous rhymes, Zila!